We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Have a drink, because this is Hangover Time. Heat win, a moral victory. <laughs> Heat win, a moral victory. Welcome into Hangover Time, guys. Listen, there's a lot of things to be encouraged about, a lot of things to be upset about. But one thing I want to remind everybody that, yes, we're on the Miami Heat v. Twitch uh, channel check us out after uh once once a week hangover time uh we'll be on the miami heat feed twitch channel uh we're also on the five reason sports youtube channel and speaking of five reason sports they had a watch party tonight Ooh! so listen what the hell? listen we all know what happens when Five Reasons has a watch party. Like, I'm going, to, I'm breaking down plays. I'm dissecting the box score. I'm trying to figure out what went wrong. It's there's only five down. reasons. A Five Reasons sports watch party. That's Shivani, it. Like, there's nothing that? else. Go ahead. Hit the buzzer, Brass. Let's go. We're done. See you guys. Okay. Seriously, though. <laughs> That would have been so much easier than actually talking about this game. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's a lot to be encouraged by. Um, but man, one thing I'm just I'm so tired of watching this depleted ass, damaged ass team. Like, can we please get our lineup back? Like, Udonis has him playing almost 10 minutes tonight. Like, what is going on? I mean, it's November. <laughs> Like, what is happening? Like, our, our bird's heads are falling off. Like, the whole team is injured all the damn time. But you know what? Um, There's been somebody I've been pretty hard on. Mm. And uh, you know what? Somebody stepped up tonight. If, if nobody stepped up tonight, this one guy stepped up tonight. So, Moose, can you hit it for me? To Mrs. Hamish, I'm sorry. To Hamish, I'm sorry. To all the Heat fans, I'm sorry. Trying to stay true to the original video. (laughs) Mrs. Hamish, we're sorry. Brass, you can take me out anytime. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be 30 seconds. I'm sorry. Okay. Kind of sorry. I don't really, I don't think, I need to see a little bit more consistency, but I'm sorry, you stepped up tonight, four for six from three, uh, you were out there grabbing boards, doing a really good do- job on Jalen Brown, by the way. Uh, yeah. That length bothered him a little bit. Um, one of the only guys that was bothering Jalen Brown or any of the Celtics all night. My name is Alphonse Sydney, aka Alf954. Welcome into the Miami Heat Beat postgame show, Hangover Time. Um, if you're watching live on Twitch on MiamiHeatBeat.twitch.tv, I can't remember the name of the uh, website. 
Thank you. We love you. If you're watching on Five Reasons Sports YouTube page live, thank you. We love you as well. If you're watching the replay on either the Miami Heat Beat or Five Reasons Sports YouTube pages, we love you as well. And if you're listening to the podcast tomorrow morning, we love you. But always try to check us out live. Take me out, Brass. Oh, guys, another night. <laughs> Another heat game in November watching Haywood Highsmith and Udonis Haslam uh, fight over me. each other, like stumble uh, over each other like not, three times. Vaughn, <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. Hey, it's Greg Sylvan. Hey, Hello, yeah, Guys, this is not what I signed up for. Dog, did you just call me Greg Sylvander? I'm sorry, Lane. Awkward, we, We're on Lane Sylvander. Yeah, we are. Like, it's like it was the Ron Burgundy effect. No I know. He was just reading the teleprompter. It's been a while. I'm whatever's put Hi, in front Greg. of me. I'm going to read tonight because I'm just exhausted by watching Shout this team right now. Um, but you know what? Before we get any further, let's find out who kicked our ass. They kicked our ass. Just Jared says, Mama named him Greg. I was going to call him Greg. That's right. Moose, who kicked our ass tonight? Is there anybody else to go with besides Jason Tatum? I mean, he was he was unbelievable tonight. I don't think he scores that if Jimmy was out there. That's another topic we'll talk about later. Uh, but, but he was making everything out there. It was just looking easy for him. So, Jason Tatum. Siobhan, who kicked our ass tonight? Um, I'm gonna go with Malcolm Brogdon. Love that guy. Good stout point guard, solid body, great or a much more improved shooter. Uh, seven for ten tonight, five or seven for three, 21. Yeah, I'm gonna just give it to him because I can't give it to Jason. Several people texted me tonight, I mean, tweeted at me tonight about my, my earlier Malcolm Brogdon slander. I stand. Oh, by what was every- that? That he's fucking mid. I stand by every fucking word I said. I don't know shit. It's easy to play with those guys. Anybody can do it. I could be out there hitting five for seven from three. Looking like Alan Payne from that episode of Fresh Prince. Brass, who kicked our ass tonight? Uh, I mean, the easy one is to go with five reasons for the fucking watch party no, thing, right, but, right. but 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 I'm gonna go with the royal family. Like, are we are we fucking really still yeah. with the royal family? Yeah. Like, you know, do you know the, the 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 excitement that overcame Boston when you have like a royal family who's just oh, in just yeah. just yeah. white? Like, yes. I mean, it was just yeah. there was no chance. That was yeah. just they 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 didn't miss from fucking three. They couldn't yeah. miss. They couldn't the miss. They couldn't why miss. are they Celtics fans? Can any it's, of y'all answer that? Why would they not be Celtics fans? I mean, I what mean, I else? I was I with what I said. I mean, the Celtics yeah. are Jazz. I mean, there's not a lot of. Or Utah, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Leif, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who kicked our ass tonight? Uh, I'm gonna go the refs because we only got Woo-hoo. nine damn free throws and they got what twenty? Hold yeah. on. 23, excuse Woo! me. So Damn, um, I, a, a few more free throws would be super dope. Um, also, I felt like there was this one play where annoying-ass Grant Williams dove on the ground, and they ended up with the ball, and it's like them little moments in the game that kind of start to break you down, and that was one of them. So, um, But I, I can't give credit to Grant Williams because I don't, uh, no, we don't do it. We so don't, we're going refs, the refs. We don't fuck with them. Uh, you know what, Leif, I'm going to stick with you on that because you brought up something. The 50-50 ball tonight, it feels like Boston won every single one of them, right? It was There were so many times where, like, there was a play, I pointed out on Twitter, uh, a long three-pointer goes up. Bam boxes out no one. Duncan boxes out Tatum. Hamish also goes to box out Tatum. You don't see Duncan or Bam say anything about Brogdon right behind Highsmith. Brogdon gets the rebound, kicks it out, three-pointer. Those plays over and over after good defensive sequences, and he couldn't gather rebound, killed them tonight. And it's something that's been happening all year. But when I point out that play, one of the things I'm pointing out, it's not size. I don't care who you have down there. You had Bam, you had Duncan, and you had Highsmith. All guys 6'8 and above. They had the rebound secured. All they had to do was box out their man. If size is a problem, but it's not just size. It's prioritizing rebounding and prioritizing these loose balls, and it doesn't feel like a Miami Heat team when they're not doing those things. 
I'm sticking with you, Leif. That was bad. Leif. <laughs> I agree with you, but like, unfortunately, I did not walk away from this game feeling like that upset, frankly. Like, Jimmy was out. They competed for most of the game. The final score, I do not believe, is representative of how competitive the game was. Um, so, to me, like, I, I ain't doing the moral victory thing, but it, it appears as if they have their they're trending towards having our their shit together so um yeah. like to me i think that that's a good thing jimmy will be back hopefully friday depot is a couple wait, 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 weeks wait, wait, behind wait, 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 hold on hold on late before you go any further we have a segment for what you're doing right now the people need it yeah like Give it let's yeah. let's go <laughs> a bomb atomically now hit it brass what I think everybody needs to get a grip. You got to stay together if you got the guts and you don't find the first door and run out of it. There are no obstacles. There's no obstacles. All there are are accusations and opinions. We have done this since 1995. We'll find out what we're made of here if you got the guts. This is Guts Check with Greg Sylvander. These damn Celtics, man. Like, so let me just start here. This this fear-based anxiety that Heat fans have about the Celtics, I understand the PTSD related to that damn Jimmy Butler shot that did not go in in game seven. But, like, let's just calm down a little bit with, like, anointing this team as the next team. I know, like, I'm looking at this effective field goal percentage, best in NBA history, 59%. The Celtics, oh no! Like to me, they're <laughs> peaking too early. Frankly, like That's right, I, I think yeah. that it, it's much more likely that Most. the Heat will. Um, I, I just, I'm not scared of the Celtics. Like in a playoffs, in a seven game series, it's all about getting our injured ass team there. And if they could just drag their asses there, I feel like they can compete with these teams. They got up tonight. Uh, I don't know. I, I just didn't walk away from this feeling deflated the way that I felt like maybe as I was backstage, Alf was um, set, setting the stage for the show. I, I just, uh, I understand they're depleted, but who else are they really missing? They're like, are we really like uh, sh like worried about Deadman and Yurt? I mean, I guess they are missing every center. That's true. <laughs> yes, right. They are missing everybody As above I start six to eleven. Rattle it off. I'm like, damn. <laughs> and they're missing Depot. So yes, that is annoying as hell. But Jovich, to me, there's Yurt, nothing but upside. Deadman, Jovich, Depot. There's nothing but upside Jimmy, though. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's annoying as hell, and you could take me out so that I'm not like. Like I'm gonna say some prophetic shit. Um, like <laughs> I just I honestly think that the Celtics are uh regression to the mean, I guess is where I'm heading with the, the Boston Celtics. I thought I had I was gutless um about yeah. three, four minutes into the game though. Because we the all were. were absolutely yeah. running up the score. And I'm I'm like getting the show ready. I have the game going and I'm I'm like Ugh. Fuck, and I'm getting stuff, and all of a sudden I look over and it's like tied. I'm like, what the? F <laughs> it just this game didn't even make sense. It didn't even make sense that they were even competitive. Well, with, when sorry, you look bro. at the players on the floor for tonight, it's I'm I'm really I'm impressed with what they're able. We're finally starting to see this team, these just just kind of random assortment of players that we haven't really been truly falling in love with this year. Um, but it's it's just nice to see some stuff finally click. Um, and I mean, because those things don't happen overnight. Um, and this is a very different looking team than uh, than than we saw really even at any point last year. This is this is pretty damn different. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is it sucks to lose, but I, I don't feel I don't feel bad one bit after this but jimmy needs to fucking come back and also and also like another thing like jimmy if you're not gonna be there that's fine get back from your injury i get it get 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 well soon we need you we fucking need you but also how are you not playing but you don't even do a a black friday or cyber monday deal for any of your big face coffee what oh okay and what a missed opportunity i went to your fucking side <laughs> i love your coffee i love the product and i went there and look there's nothing like i'm not I'm supposed to pay full price it's like the same fucking beans that have been there for like two months 
Like, come on, Jimmy. But yeah, yeah, we want you, we need you back. We need you back. All Black right. Friday terrifying. <laughs> yeah, you got going. Friday anxiety. It was going knickerbockers quick. Hey, <laughs> take me out. Take me out. <laughs> uh, but moves to Brass's point, like when they were down, I think it was like twenty to six or some shit. Like it was like, well, here we go again. They were. I thought they were about to get run off the floor. And one of the things I will say all season, this Heat team has been incredibly resilient. Um, and I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's just the Heat or the, it seems like the whole uh, the whole uh, league can't hold on to a lead. It, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, teams are coming back from double digit deficits all the time. But for the Heat to come, for the Heat to get punched in the mouth, and it's not just once, not just in the first quarter, over and over and over all, all game, and to continue to, you know, I mean, you're getting uh, big contributions from Highsmith. Um, Caleb wasn't that great, but you had a bad first half by Max, and all of a sudden he scores 19 in the third quarter. I mean, are you encouraged by the fact that they went up against the best team in the league on their home floor without their best player? Um, you know playing Udonis has him as a backup five and still made this competitive as hell till about two minutes left in the game. Hell yeah. So let me take you behind the curtain for a second. Um, I was freaking out about tonight's game. I'm going to be honest. I, I did not have the guts. I'm sorry, Leif. I'm sorry, everybody. I thought we were going to get smacked around tonight. I just thought going up against this Boston team, the way they're playing without Jimmy, I wasn't sure if Bam was going to be able to maintain the offensive and defensive you know, uh, intensity throughout the entire game. I am damn impressed with the performance tonight. This is the happiest I've been with the entire team. This is something that we can seriously build on. I can't wait to see what happens when Jimmy gets incorporated into this, because when you have Bam Adebayo being aggressive, and if that can continue while Jimmy comes back, because that's always been the handicap with Bam. Can he continue to be this aggressive on both sides of the floor while Jimmy's alongside him? If we can get these two guys playing together with everybody else, you know, starting to pitch in the way that they are. Tyler was exceptional tonight. Um, yeah, this is absolutely a win to build on uh, that I'm very, very happy about because I was not expecting it to be close at all. And the fact that it was like a, a signature uh, boxing match where it's just haymaker after haymaker on both sides, everybody's getting shots in. That's something to be really excited about. Brass, take me out. Put that comment back up, Sonics. I wanted that for you, uh, Siobhan. I did, I'm not going to ask you a question. Just talk about this comment. What the hell is this? Like, is it's like Bam's playing tennis against five people. Like, Bam can <laughs> Bam can win against scrub teams, but he can't do it against good ones, man. No. Slash hard emoji. Like, I don't. What the fuck? Is, how are you? What do you want from him? How? How? This isn't a. This isn't even a sensical comment. Bam. One person can win against. Bad teams, but that one person can't win against because like I don't even that is a waste of characters. I'm sorry. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning into the show. But you that's be bad. I had drip trap call out players just to fit your bullshit narratives. Like, call it out in a way that makes so, sense. It's so tired. Clearly, that person doesn't like Bam. Clearly, they don't they they, they probably just are fucking they ghost everyone when bam kicks ass like he's been doing recently like this is just so stupid how the fuck can you say anything bad about bam right now this is Get his best stretch that here. i can remember in a long time i mean he, he, he looks like the guy that we expect anything to, to do with bam bam like has nine, is bam's having averaging 31 points over the last three yeah, it's games insane. am i right yeah he's averaging like 30 i mean like what are we doing here like um I, we don't acknowledge Bam slander. I mean, yeah. like, seriously, is this what? What? what, what but that comment was incoherent. That just is so we dumb. we right. don't even know if it was slander because it was literally incoherent. Um, exactly. But and, like, hold on, that, they're saying Bam's his favorite player now. Don't 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 play that. No. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. Well, no, I mean, no. honestly, if Bam, I buy all his jerseys. So Bam got ejected tonight, Lave, and maybe if he had more than two free throws, they were not giving Bam anything. Yeah, no. like they were beating him up down there. You know, Grant Williams don't know how to defend without fouling. I mean, Al Horford was doing his best, but you know, his knees is ninety years old. Like they, Bam was getting whatever he wanted, and when he got fouled, there were no calls. He has, I think, he had two free throws. I think those only came off of. A, being in the penalty. I don't even think those were on, on shots. Bam was living in the paint. The entire Heat team was living in the paint, for God's sake. But Bam only gets two free throws, gets ejected by 
none other than our good friend Tony Brothers. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna stop. You know, you know, family. Sorry. That's family. Careful. That's I'm family. Not, yeah, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna go on my Tony my Brothers. brothers. Role. But I mean, two free throws for Bam after the. You know, it's to me, it's the respect thing. After scoring seventy points over the last two games, almost being yeah. Player of the Week, he goes into Boston and he, he no respect for no respect for him at all. He's being aggressive and. The other part of that was just like to sidebar, he got ejected and I don't remember him getting a technical earlier in the game. So does that mean that he like said something so egregious right at the end that they just like kicked him out all at once? He or probably do- said, if you don't want your balls to look like Tony Brothers face, uh, hit up Manscaped and use a code five. <laughs> but Leif, I, I, do, I, I think that uh, Bam's technical was like two possessions right before that. It was almost back to back. Yeah, he oh, did get really? one technical. I didn't realize that. I thought that yeah. it all was right there at the end when they ejected him. I, I didn't catch that he caught that he had a technical earlier yeah. than that. I, I have no complaint. I mean, I rarely have complaints with Bam out of bio anyway, like because obviously, like that's the homie, no ceiling. But lately, like there's just you can't even say anything about. because yeah. even despite like all the offensive burden that he's had to take on and he's obviously being more aggressive. He's showing way more things offensively than he ever has before. The defense has not necessarily, I I think that if anything, teams are kind of like just running away from him. So he's not even getting the chance to like, the zone is really, the zone isn't allowing him to show off what he does best. Exactly. I I personally think at least, I mean, it's just kind of, I don't think, Listen, I have my problems with the zone, but you know, it's been a little bit effective. They're doing it because they don't have their best perimeter defenders and they're trying to hide guys all day long while they have, you know, they're playing seven or eight active guys. I understand why that should be feeling helpless sometimes, huh? It, it feels helpless playing no, so you much know, zone. You're, you're yo. watching and you're like, oh, well, they put a tall guy at the free throw line. We're fucked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Luke Cornett killing us in the middle. Like, it's amazing. But we're burying the lead with Bam here. We are burying the lead, and I apologize. This is my fault as host of the show. Let's get, let's get to our Gaga guy of the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The most important play of the game, win or lose. Oh, Top hell yeah. Wide open. So, give me more of that, please. Please. They say that's his eighth for his career, I think, first of the season. Yeah, I think it's something yeah. like that. Whatever happened care. to that thing that Jimmy said where he'd give Bam like $100 for every every three he made or something like that? Wasn't that yeah, like and he's probably like, man, I spent that all on Big probably Face Coffee, man, because you don't give any discounts. <laughs> Damn it, Brass. Bam got that max extension, and that was off. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I really, I, you know, I, so- I, I, cra- I predicted Bam would hit 40, 42 free throw or three pointers this season. Oh, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. You're way off. Yeah, not likely. You'd not have to hit on like a Steph Curry clip to get, to get there now. I figured, like, you he know, time. he does have time. <laughs> so. Before we get to our next segment, uh, we want to talk a little bit about Bam's uh, offense uh, over the last few games. We have a special guest. 
Big game. We brought out the big guns. Wow. Our very wow. own. Miami's very we own. We got him on a non-76ers night. Okay. Hilarious. Listen, I can get George. <laughs> oh, they lost. Well, they we lost. can get George. That's it. You know, we don't. We 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 don't uh, we don't nitpick when George comes on. George, thank you for stopping by. I know we only got you for a little bit, so I really kind of not just this game. Overall, your impressions of the Heat season thus far? Um, as usual, I feel like Heat Twitter is completely overreacting to things. They haven't been healthy. They haven't had a million guys in the lineup. I mean, Kyle Lowry's played the second most minutes in the NBA, um, and yet they still find themselves, I believe, now ninth in defense. Uh, despite lack of continuity and all that stuff, which is really their backbone. Um, and if I had to guess, if they have any semblance of health moving forward, they're probably going to creep closer to that top five. Now, I think the, the big question is always going to be uh, what they do offensively, particularly in the half court. Uh, I still feel like I have those kind of questions. You know, they, they were 22nd or third in offensive rating uh, to this point in the season. But again, like they just haven't had their full roster but even if when they're healthy, I still feel like they've got a lot of questions there. And they feel like they're one player short. Um, and I mean like a significant contributor, not just a role player in regards to being able to potentially fix that offense. I don't know if that happens this particular season. Um, it may. It may not. They have assets. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, you can't include Tyler, right, till next season. So they're, you know, I don't know how big an asset they can get. I mean, you're, you're probably looking at, if I had to guess, you know, probably someone um, who is not, you know, a max level type player, because you're not going to give up any of the assets or the salaries that you have attached to that because you need those guys. George, um, one of the things I've been saying, and I, I, I guess I'm kind of agreeing with you, I don't think they've ever been as bad as, you know, there were Heat fans saying that they're purposely tanking. Like, that's how yeah. far, <laughs> like, and a lot of Heat fans are calling them a lottery team. And it's, no, they're not that bad. But they're also, to me, they're fifth or sixth seed in the East. Right. So they're right in the middle of the pack without a move. Um, and I, I think you said you don't know, know if that move is going to come this year. But out of the guys that are, that are maybe a possibility for the Heat, guys like John Collins, guys that we've heard in that kind of in that trade machine talk, who would you say the Heat sh should be the Heat's main target if they go after anybody? I mean, John Collins signed a really long contract. Like, I, I don't feel like John Collins, the Heat are a John Collins away from winning a championship, right? So I think if you're going to make a move, you got to make a move for a guy, in theory, who doesn't have that many years left on his deal. Um, I don't know the John Collins contract right off the top of my head, but I'm guessing it's at least another three, um, if not four. Um, so, look, I look at guys, and I'm not saying this guy. Okay. But I look at a guy like Robert Covington. Okay. I know he's got one more year left on his deal at like 11 and change. Um, I think that's the type of guy that would help the Heat tremendously. He's legitimately a stretch four. He's an incredible defender. Um, he does more than just shoot the ball uh, from the corners, right? Like he actually, to me, is a better version of what you had with PJ Tucker, at least offensively, right? Um, and defensively, I think that if you look at his impact, on the court and off the court, particularly last year with the Clippers, uh, I think that he had similar, if not better, impact. Now, he has been in and out of the lineup this season, some of it due to injuries, some of it DMP. Um, but he did play most recently um, the last couple of games after a DMP coach's decision. So I'm guessing he's back in the rotation, but maybe he won't be when Paul George comes back. And certainly maybe not when Kawhi uh, is, is available to them on a more regular basis. So I think a guy like that could be had. Uh, I don't know what the price of that would be, but that's the type of guy I would look at where you're not committed to someone long-term, and he certainly helps uh, a real need for you. What do you see, George? You mentioned you have questions or feelings about their half court. Where do you see the friction or or the things that need working out? Is it um, with regards to like who's having the ball in the hand more? Is it a fit thing? Is it a spacing thing? Is it our guys in each other's way? What do you see being well, a problem a little, with them half court? A little bit of all of it, right? Like I think yeah. that when you when you look at them, I, I just don't know in a playoff series, okay? Because that's where I'm going to fast forward to. Because I'm with you, Alf. They're going to be a five or a six seed. They're going to look. Milwaukee and Boston are clearly the best two teams in the Eastern Conference. Hell, I would say that if Milwaukee and Boston played in the Eastern Conference Finals, that's the real NBA Finals, in my estimation. I think the West is deep in the sense that there's less bad teams, 
But I don't think there's any dominant teams that are as good as Milwaukee or Boston in the Western Conference. Yeah. So, now, look, maybe the Clippers, you know, Kawhi all of a sudden is healthy and Paul George is How many healthy. Times we heard that? Things, potentially. <laughs> but that's a huge if, right? Um, so the way I look at it is those are the two best teams in the NBA. Um, and then everything else, like Philly, Miami, uh, you know, Toronto. Um, I don't know if Brooklyn gets their – stuff right atlanta whatever all cleveland all these other teams to me are somewhere between like three and seven or eight right like that's just kind of where they're going to fall so i think miami is in that range and i think they're probably in that fifth or sixth seed i don't think they're going to be a play-in team barring like something crazy from an injury perspective um which we've seen plenty of for sure for sure but i I think to answer your question savant i think that like I, i look at kyle for example and while jimmy's been out We've kind of seen the Kyle Lowry that we expected. Now, granted, I don't think we expected the minutes load that he had to get uh, because of the situation. But we've seen the guy that's been more aggressive on offense, more aggressive with his shot. Um, And I think that that's something that has kind of like hampered him, even going back to his days in Toronto. I remember having a conversation with Nick Nurse the year they won the championship. And I was just kind of asking, like, what, you know, what more do you want to see from some of these guys? And he singled out Kyle. And not in a bad way. He's like, I want him to shoot like eight or nine threes a game. I want him to have the green light all the time, particularly above the break. And, you know, I had that same – I asked that same question of Spo um, last year, and he's like, oh, I trust trust Kyle. And, look, I get it. I would trust Kyle too. But I think what Spo has shown Kyle here, and I think that Spo now sees kind of maybe what Nick was talking about to me a couple years ago, is that Kyle is capable of more – I just think he automatically defaults to I'm gonna, you know, set guys up. Like the other night, um, I mean, he had a wide open layup and kicked it out to Caleb Martin for several three. times. A few, like, a few times. times. <laughs> I know that the guys on the broadcast were freaking out about that, and I because I was also freaking out about it. So I think that there's just like there's something missing there in regards to the way they play when they're all together, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that, you know. I think that's a part of it. I think that they play a little too slow when Jimmy's in the lineup. Um, I think early last season, we saw them play at a much faster pace, even with Jimmy in the lineup. But then they kind of went away from that when Kyle was in and out of the lineup because of personal reasons. So I just feel like they've never really gotten an opportunity to get like their synergy down, their chemistry down, to play the style that I think they really wanted to play going into last season. And we saw very early on. So I think that's kind of part of it. So then in the half court, what I think the biggest challenges are, um, offensively, there are some challenges, again, of Kyle's reluctance, potentially. Um, and I think that Bam, at times, can clam up a little bit um, when they're when they're playing in the half court. Although, you know, that's last year's Bam. What I've seen, at least particularly over the last six games, is not that Bam. I want to see this Bam yeah. for the rest of the season. All the time. He's that guy. Um, so if that Bam shows up, maybe, maybe some of these questions are answered. But – the thing that really concerns me in the half court is the, de- the defense, because you're going to play a hero and Struce probably together um, with that lineup of Kyle and, and Bam and Jimmy. And just Tyler's still going to get hunted in that situation. And that concerns me in a, in a big, big way. Um, and you need him because, you know, look, he's an excellent catch and shoot guy. There's no question about that. I wish he did more of it. I'm with Zach Lowe on that. I know Zach has been urging that on his podcast. Um, but they also need his playmaking in a big way. Um, so I, I think nine that, assists tonight. Yeah, I, I think more it's of nine, that. Assists nine good assists, by the way. Decisive right. More of assists. that. So I, I think it's just one of those things where I, I like dimes. I, I wish, I, I wish that like I, I wish I had the answers to how they fix the half court offense. But it just feels like when they're all together, those five, which to me are the five that would close games. They're, you know, they're, they're just, there's something not clicking properly um, with them. And, and it's not just not getting out in transition. It's just for whatever reason, guys defer almost too much. There's outside of Jimmy, there's not anyone being aggressive enough. Um, and I, I definitely don't believe that that's by design. Jordan, I think part of it is they, and I, I think it's foolhardy. Like they've expected that from Depot. Like they keep every, every off season rearing, Depot is going to be that closer that's going to help with the, with the defense because it's going to be hard to hunt Tyler when the other four guys are, are really good defenders out there, right? Especially when the Heat switch everything. 
Um, and they also have a guy that they believe can get downhill when he's healthy. But the whole when he's healthy shit is like, I think we're all kind of tired of hearing that about D, but we hear he's practicing. He's going full, full bore in practice, but he's not playing this week. I mean, it, I, 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 have the Heat put too much into the Victor Oladipo basket? They might have. I mean, they look, before the season started, I had heard that, man, he looks as great as he's ever been, yeah. as, 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 you know, as he's been in a Heat uniform. I heard that, you know, he yeah. looks like Indiana, Victor Oladipo. And then the season started. It's like, yep, nope, not going. And it's like, whoa, wait, what happened to he looked as good as the Indiana Victor Oladipo? Yeah. Um, th- was that all we got? We just like he wasted all that before the season even started. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think anyone has an answer to that. My under, I did. Th- I thought I read that he's on this trip, though. Uh, you know, he is. Or, he's yeah. on the yeah. bench. Yeah, but they said he yeah. won't play. He won't right. play. Okay. But and look, that's oh, at time. least a decent step forward, though. The fact that he's traveling when you, you're not traveling at all. And he's going uh, full practice. Yeah. To, yeah. to that point, on our off the floor subscription feed, shout out to Winnow. Uh, <laughs> subscribe to Off the Floor for Ethan and me and Brady and Alex. You know, I had to do that. Yeah. So by I the way, I don't even that. get who's on what anymore. I feel like you're all just like Game of yeah, Thrones. Everybody is right? intertwined. <laughs> it all it's a couple spinoffs. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. He called us incestuous. This is from Ethan today. I said Sweet season. I said so incestuous. This is from Ethan today, y'all. Hearing that Victor Oladipo could play now, but the team is being especially cautious. They want to make sure he trusts his body completely before he returns. So yeah, that was sure. something earlier today on the subscriber feed. So I'll believe it when I see it. Don't don't get me started. You know how I feel about Victor. <laughs> Moose, go ahead. You got any questions? Yes, yes, I want to step away from the X's and O's for a second, George. And I want to go. Uh, I actually want to talk about Udonis because it's his last year, and I think we need to spend some time. You know, talking about his legacy and and everything that we're going to remember for him. So I want to know, when you look back on Udonis Haslam, what's going to be your defining memory and your best interaction with him? Or is it the same? Um, I just feel like there's just a lot. I mean, interactions, there's just been too many to, like, pick one. Um, like, oh, I always okay. feel like he's, he's just right. always been, Well, I don't mean it like that. It's <laughs> fine. We get it. We get it. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like every time I, I run into him, it's just like, you know, it's just cool. Like, yo, what's up? You good? You good? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's just a quick interaction, it's always like <laughs> positive. Um, and I, I feel like he's just, um, I don't know, man. Like, I've always been in his corner. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I believe that, you know, he could be on this roster as long as he wants. Obviously, this will be yes. the end. Um, what is his, like, legacy? Well, look, if I had to think of one game that defines him, I'll give you a couple. Um, obviously, the game six in Dallas in 2006. Um the, you know, just that game he had uh, in a closeout game was just incredible. Double-double, uh, you know, they were leaving him open and he made them pay every damn time. Um, I also think, you know, many of the years later, obviously Indiana tried to do the same thing and that didn't work out so well for them when it was LeBron and those guys. Um, but then I guess the other thing I think of beyond the 2006, because that's the first one for sure, um, is the Chicago game. I was there in Chicago um, after he looked terrible um in the previous series against boston if i recall correctly um and then played in that game noah was killing them the game before well everybody killed them in that first game um i mean that game was a disaster i remember this here's something funny for you i was doing um i was there at the game and i was doing from the court like one of those like i was working with jim barry back then i was doing channel four um and, and he dropped it all over the place. Florida legend, no biggie. Post post shows. He didn't he didn't do Jim's jingle though. He didn't rap for me. So um, oh. but he um we did one of those post shows where I think we either wrapped up or we were, maybe we we're about to get started. I don't remember this part, but Barkley walks by and Charles says, Your boy's in trouble. And uh <laughs> and they were down one zero to the Bulls, and they kicked the you know, the Bulls kicked their ass in that first game. But that that next game with Udonis. To me, I mean, first of all, it changed the series on its head. Like, I don't think there's any question about that. And the fact that he was able to do that when he clearly was still not 100% by any stretch of the imagination and had that kind of impact, to me, embodies what heat culture is, what Udonis has meant to the organization, all that stuff. Um, you know, and these guys sacrificed to make sure he was there. He's obviously sacrificed all these this money over the years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, you know, look – Riley is linked to a lot of guys and generally it's always like stars, right? Like magic and Kareem and uh, you know, Patrick Ewing and you know, Dwayne or Shaq or whatever, right? Like those kind of guys. But I feel like Udonis is in that conversation as far as people that are linked to Pat. 
because at the, you know, and I know Levitard has talked about this a million times, you know, Pat, for all the Gucci or Armani, excuse me, all the Armani and the slick hair, he, he's, he's connected to <laughs> New York, man. Like he's lunch pail, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's Udonis, you know, Pat as a player was Udonis Haslam in the NBA. He was a stud in college. You know, he was like whatever star you want to name when he was at Kentucky. But in the NBA, he made his living like Udonis Haslam and Bruce Bowen. You know what I mean? For a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's why, to me, when I look at Udonis, I think of just like he embodies everything that Riles has wanted uh, in a player and in and, and a player that has helped lead his team and captain his team. George, we love you. Thank you for, for, thank you for hopping on. Uh, we appreciate you. When they play the 76ers, we're going to get you back on because <laughs> E-Twitter will not let that shit die. <laughs> yeah, clearly. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's all good. I mean, at this point, I don't care anymore. Just say you'd rather be I mean, by the way, the fun, the, By the way, the funniest thing that you bring that up, I was there interviewing Jimmy Butler on the floor after they closed the Sixers <laughs> out and was talking to Jimmy Butler. I'm sitting there having smiling with Jimmy Butler. We're, la we're having laughs. And all of a sudden, the only thing I I couldn't even look at my Twitter mentions because all it is is I'd rather be the Sixers. Or, oh, you know what? Believe all of them. Tobias Harris <laughs> over me. Yeah, I was just standing right there when he said that. That was funny. oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, George, we appreciate you. Appreciate you, Thank George. You, George. Thank, you. Thank you, George. Hey guys, have a good one. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Me too. Thank you to George Sedano for that's joining awesome. us. We didn't give him a hard time this time. Next time, I promise. Next time. I love that he mentioned that Chicago game, by the way, because I always think about that. No rebounds, no rings. Such a missed opportunity for a court cultural teacher. I mean, you would have <laughs> sold Cortez. thousands Cortez, of votes. Cortez in the chat talk, called uh, uh, George a name dropper. Correct. Yeah, Cortez, I should blow up there. your spot, Cortez. I should blow up your spot, but I won't do it. I'll do it. No, no. We won't. Friend of the show, I'm not going to do it. Um, but yeah, we, we appreciate George for stopping by. Um, we were talking a lot about Bam and I kind of want to highlight how good he's been this season. Um, and the way we're going to do that is what our new segment, we're looking at some stats. Yes. Cortez, said, Cortez Bring me with, with the George challenge on Sixers game, fucking coward. <laughs> All right, it's right there. You can't back out now. It's, it's gonna Listen, happen. Right, y'all see nope. this, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the Heat do this season. Cortez has won with his PJ Tucker slander. Like he, oh, <laughs> absolutely, he wins. <laughs> oh yeah, he wins the offseason with the PJ Tucker Solidified. slander. Holy shit, man! Could you imagine if that motherfucker was doing that shit here? Woo! Hey, oh my mil? god. He wouldn't because three he, wouldn't for 30? One, he wouldn't have one of the worst offensive coaches I've ever seen, uh Doc Rivers. Anyway, um man that 2008 <laughs> championship. Has Doc what? ever done better with a player after the Heath have them? No. I mean, has I mean it Doc seems like a dumb question. question. Has, seems like a dumb fucking <laughs> question. I already know the answer to it. Absolutely fucking. Has Doc not. ever done anything without like 15 superstars like running their own offense like there aren't many heat players that have left the heat and been better elsewhere frankly if we want to just like yeah. do it like that i mean braun obviously justice was questionable Dwayne was good he, in chicago. Since he left Dwayne was all right in chicago his on off numbers were moment. fucking awful he had a moment like he, oh, he was recruiting jimmy he was yeah great. he was recruiting jimmy all worth it all but worth it defensively <laughs> my god and also Chess. Sean, yeah. I'll give you one. Sean Livingston, because he finally got healthy when he left here. Pat Beverly. True. Um, okay, let's go ahead and look at some stats. We played this already. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I I was the intro again. I'm sorry. No. So, I'm sorry. Um, you dress it up. Bam, it's God Bam. Per 75 possessions, Bam is averaging 16.2 field goal attempts, 7.7 .7 field goal attempts at the rim, eight mid-range field, field goal attempts. Among all players, He's 82nd, 91st, and 96th percentile in these numbers among centers because Bam is a center. If you call yeah. Bam a four, I will block you immediately on Twitter. Uh, among centers, he's 94th, well, 78th, and 97th. Uh, just showing that Bam's versatility this year. He's not just – it's not put-back dunks. It's not just layups. He's doing a little bit of everything. We showed you before. I mean, my man's hitting threes right now. 
Uh, and this is for Juan Carlos Bardino <laughs> and John Jablanca. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Uh, do yes. we, have, we have another slide. Yeah, we here? got some more, some more Bam. Yeah, we got some more. Bam. Bam out of bio. Free throws, 87% for the year. Woo! Second best free throw shooting center in the league after Carl Anthony Towns, which is a typo because Cat is a shooting guard. Um, he is not a center. Right. Rudy Gobert is a center on that team, and we'll That's get fair. to that shortly. That's totally fair. Yeah, that is. Cat is not a center. I will, I will, I will take that. Great. He is not a center. So he is a best free throw shooter. Number one. The number one. Eighty-seven percent on the year. That is amazing. Um, and for a guy who only got two free throws tonight, but he made both. But look at the difference between last, last year. Tony's eyes are so creepy. Oh, <laughs> 86% this year, 75% last year. I mean, all, all that shows, all that shows is that he was dedicated to working on his jumper. That that increase in percentage right there is just a he solidified his shooting technique. And yep. you are not afraid to go to your center at the end of a game, right? I mean, I think we we showed this in, uh, a few weeks ago that I mean, in the fourth quarter crunch time, he's got one of the best field goal percentages in the league. Percentages in the league. He is a guy. He is a center in the NBA that you can go to in crunch time, close games. Like you can rely on him, and if he gets fouled, you you, you don't care if he goes to the line because you know he's going to sink both most of the time. So, uh, yeah, Bam just playing out of his mind, Siobhan. And like George said, you just I don't care if he scores thirty when Jimmy comes back. I just want him to take his opportunities. The same way he's taking his opportunities now, and also just demand opportunities the way he's demanding opportunities now. That part, the demanding part. I expect him to continue to take them. Um, someone was talking to me on Twitter about how um, they they essentially were still referencing last year's BAM and that you know that reluctance to take that shot, and that's not that hasn't been a thing with him all season. I expect him to continue to take his open looks. It's what you said, the seeking out the opportunities, the flashing to the ball, the the quick decisiveness in his moves, um, getting to the basket. I think before tonight, he had like 44 straight buckets in the paint. And whether that's stuff at the rim or his little leaning fade turnaround jump shot, like it, I am of the mindset that he can average 25 easily, um, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to pan out to – 25 to 30 um, points it has to he has to be felt he can't allow himself to hide he can't allow himself to be to take himself out of actions to Jimmy's back Tyler's getting going you know I'm gonna just let the rest know they he has to be the one that they established first he has to be the son in which the rest of all the rest of them like get in where they fucking fit in and and we're gonna orbit. go and orbit and move together um so Yes, moves. Thank you. Come, great minds. Um, no but yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 has to continue to be felt. He has to be a presence. He has to. You have to know that he's there and not just a DHO merchant. Leif, what's crazy is the other two guys. You know, when it comes to whatever you want to call the the Heat's big three, big four, two of those guys would love to defer all regular season. Like Kyle and Jimmy would love to defer to Tyler and Bam all regular season. Tyler mm-hmm. grabs that bull by the horns. Sometimes you don't you see Bam. You're at. Exactly. What, yeah. what Lou said. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Tyler grabs that bull by the horns, but sometimes Bam is out here deferring as well. You can't have three motherfuckers deferring. Somebody got to get aggressive and, and I, like I, I, I'm with you. I don't really, I don't have a lot of problems with Bam. But Why y'all keep see, bringing up old shit? Exactly. We see like, what's going on. Thirty-one points in the last 30, thirty-one points per game in the last three. I mean, we just—if the other guys, if Kyle and Jimmy wanted to defer, Bam just needs to take that and, and go with it. This is the moment. Like we, we just did an episode. We talked for forty-seven minutes. Uh, Ethan, Brady, Alex, and I about Bam Adebayo. And and this is the moment where I feel like Jimmy should hand the keys to Bam. Um, his field goal attempts are at 15 or so yeah. right now. Yeah. They they cannot go down. No. If anything, yeah. they should increase. Uh, yep. It's just going to benefit Jimmy because I feel like in a, in a playoff series, you may need the half-court 
magic of Jimmy Butler to take mm-hmm. over a series and in particularly certain possessions when you're trying to stabilize, uh, you know, when teams are going on runs and such. But during the regular season, you're right. Like it should be Tyler, Bam, lean into your young guys, lean into these undrafted guys. Uh, but Bam has to lead the way. And this is the moment where I feel like it's like a natural thing that Jimmy could do. And it doesn't seem like um, people are going to be like, oh, look at Jimmy giving up the team to Bam. Like, I think it's no, like a perfect transition point. Um, and Bam appears as if he's up to the challenge. So why not keep it going? Like, I, I don't see any negative to them featuring Bam more. And this season, we got it like last season. There's like conditioning amongst Heat fans where like Bam is like not looking at the basket. That's not this season so far. No, it's not the case. Like you can't use that as a talking point. That's not a I mean, I I ideally you want Jimmy picking his spots, not Bam. And I think that's the I think Moose, that's where we're freight train, man. I'm telling you. I mean, that's Bam coming down the lane, freight train. Um, you want uh Jimmy picking his spots, you want Kyle, you know, you don't want Kyle picking his spots, but you want Jimmy picking his spots, not Bam. And they we talk about it all the time, they occupied the same space on the floor a lot. Yep, and if somebody is going to create the space, Jimmy is more um respected from three than Bam. So if they're going, if you're going to look at it just that simplistically, like if somebody's going to be, it's going to acquiesce a little bit. Jimmy is it's a more natural fit for Jimmy to pull out of the paint a little bit and let Bam operate. We saw tonight they had one of their best three-point shooting games of the season. I do not think it's a coincidence that it came from Bam getting off early. Mm-hmm. Like I like I mean it's Crazy. fundamental inside out. Like it, it it works. It really does. Um Alf to that point, I, I think that's why you saw Jimmy was really putting a premium on working on his three-point shot in the offseason. And, and especially while he was playing with us, I saw him just going to it more often than he did uh, at the early half of last year. Um, so I think he understands that he needs to step out of the paint and let Bam thrive in that area. Mm-hmm. If anything, this stretch of games should further evalu- uh, further show that to him. Um, we always talk about Bam has games like this. He's, he's always shown this potential. But it's when Jimmy's alongside him that his field goal per, uh, field goal attempts start to go down and all that. If he can maintain this, I love what, what Greg said. He needs to stay at 15, 16 shots minimum a game. If he can continue to do that and Jimmy can help space with that three-point corner spot or even just straight ahead, um, that's going to completely change this offense. And then you're going to even open things up for uh, for Tyler Hero as well. Like The, the entire <laughs> offense is just going to be much smoother. Uh, Outback Theresa says, to your point, might be the no, most said phrase actually, that he to Outback's stuck. point, that is a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, well, to his listen, point, we, that's a great point. You think we have all the folks on here who don't have good points? To their point, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, shit. We, you know, we don't recruit jackasses. Like, shit, people be making good points out here. Um, so, like we like to do towards the end of the show, we like to look around the league a little bit. Um, not to laugh at other teams. Huh? Because um, <laughs> it makes us feel better. Uh, but yeah, we like to go around the league and see what they doing over there. What they doing over there? This is the aforementioned shooting guard cat. Look at the spacing. Look, (laughs) I love. Like, I don't know who thought this was gonna work. Who thought five five... draft picks for that shit? (laughs) Can you start this run from the beginning? Like the. I don't know if we can. Oh my gosh, it's okay. (laughs) Right into the play three, and here's. You want me to do? I'll do it from the beginning. Here, we'll start over. We'll start over. Let's go back to the beginning. Drake laughing. It's so much better with the music. Gotta unmute, guys. (laughs) So glad we did this again. I'm just watching it. I I was talking. Where was Cat thinking he was going? He was taking Caban off the dribble. (laughs) This part is hilarious. (laughs) Right into Rudy Gobert sitting in the paint because there's nowhere else for Rudy Gobert to go. 
Damn, and Tim the best part about this, what's Draymond? Look at, Look at Draymond. Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my Fucking favorite part idiots. of that play. That best. is my favorite part. Oh, and here, oh, here's oh the fucking the one, Hawks. Dejounte Murray, the least likable motherfucker in the NBA. Like it happened in one. It happened season. so quickly. Yes, it did. Like everyone loved him when he was just like the nice guy on the Spurs. But look at these dudes doing airplane. They're shit. good. <laughs> oh, too small, too small. The two frailest. So, do you remember that chart early on about like the shortest and skinniest teams in the league, and the Hawks were like. The oh, and they lost all the that talk the league, the to the Rockets, Rockets too, of all teams. Now, this was interesting. Uh, we have a men in black yeah. situation. Bird of karate. Yeah, this is weird, man. What the fuck is what coming out fuck? this dude's face? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he bleeding <laughs> yellow? Is he a Simpsons character? Oh, and oh, here we go. Oh, here. Oh, these motherfuckers. Oh, oh my God. God. Didn't they learn from last season? I mean, what, what the hell are about? they doing? They're the absolute corniest team. Are you in a towel? Is your dick like, what is, are you? Are you <laughs> what dick is out, lifted weight. I like to, I like to lift with Barefoot. the wrist. There you go. DeAndre. Jesus. Not man. you. Damn it. And this is yeah, this is from last season. The, I was Same say, kind of shit, yeah. like working out in slides. But and this know, is it, fine. People do this all the time. Don't record it. Don't record slides. It. Don't put it out there. Look at that. What the hell? Yo, is that Jay Crowder like working out with them? But does he even hang out with the team still? No, that was from last year. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least that's yeah. an exercise. <laughs> Yeah, the the Suns haven't learned their lesson. I, it, it's okay. It's like, like I Browder think a lot of teams do that after. It's, uh, yes, it's common. <laughs> but the, who else is broadcasting that shit? Real weird. looking bluey type shit. Hangover time. Right, so all the people over there bitching about like, oh, fucking make fun of culture. He, he culture, fuck your he culture. It's like, listen, that like at least it's like an actual fucking thing that you can like measure over the years. But like that bullshit. With the like, what you got to show workout videos? What the fuck? Do you have fucking radio in your Twitter handle? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, shout out to Pablo. And, and to to your point, I be go. seeing some some informed. <laughs> they think they're informed opinions on Twitter, where like oh, Atlanta God. has a better young core than Miami, and Minnesota has a better young core, and Anthony Edwards, and and and. There's all these teams, the Phoenix Suns. Fucked. That's what they are. How many championships? <laughs> have got? Core. Take, core take has teams to be out of their championships. None. None. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the, the the fact that that Rudy Gobert trade set the no market, that that's gonna like that is gonna be go down as one of the worst I trades in NBA history. I think the Heat would have Durant. But Siobhan, like, what I don't yeah, get, I, I, I'm with you, life. I don't want to spend all, too much time with the Timberwolves. I because they actually beat us. <laughs> but I mean everyone beat us. And did. Um but yeah, I but mean, we, we play did, up to good teams. We didn't have it. I all mean, right? I think we we're, were playing we had up to like good four teams. guys. Right. Um mm-hmm. but I don't understand who thought in today's NBA putting Cat and Gobert on the floor at the same time. A Rod. <laughs> was gonna was Hilarious. gonna work. Like why like who thought First of all, defensively, it, I guess it's okay, but Cat can't move. Like you can't exactly. have two slow big. Mo- like you have to have a bunch of <laughs> athletic guys around Gobert to make Gobert shine. Like I, I just don't understand why they did this. They're not even complimentary as big pieces. Like the only At team all. doing that well is New Orleans, but that's because all of their bigs are active, athletic, yep. and they fit like the. Big core in New Orleans fit each other really, really well. That shit was stupid, and it is, uh, it's, it is, it's very saddening that that is what set the market. And I just, I wanted, it. I knew that that was going to happen, and it pissed me off that it did. Um, but shout out to Utah; they got a, a, a trove on the back. Oh, but that was they did, they did. They're, they they're did. set up. They're set up, and they don't. And many doesn't have the coach to make that work. Nope. Like I don't know what they thought yeah, they were bigs. shooting for there. I don't know who is their coach. Exactly. That one that's they gonna make it work. Still like Fred Hoiberg or some shit. Beard and a tight sweater. I, that might be somebody Mother. else. Mother. Am I wrong? <laughs> Who is their coach? I don't. 
I thought it was it was not it was not Flip Saunders. Kid Some guy that's about anymore. to be fired. I think it, I think it Some is. Some guy that's Flip, about to be fired. It? No, Flip, Flip Saunders. We'll learn. We'll learn anymore. their name when we see the press release. Yeah, when of their release. When they hire Ime Udoka. <laughs> oh, one of the most oh, overrated man. coaches of all time, next to Brad Stevens. <laughs> Apparently, clearly Boston needs to keep on fucking firing coaches, and and uh, they look, to they the, look better the whenever the they do that. According to the I, chat, it's some dude named Chris Finch. Yeah, nobody knows who Chris Finch. Is. That's that's I don't believe. Yeah, I, I think the chat's fucking with us. Um, no, no way, there's an NBA coach named Chris Finch. No, no I didn't know name. there was a black coach with the last. What's the guy's his name? Mazzola. Uh, the, the, the Boston Mazzola. coach. No, that's a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, end our show. Sounds... we're nearing the end of our show uh so we just wanted we wanted to do uh one of our our more popular new segments is it <laughs> i don't know i haven't heard I anybody know. any reviews we're, on we're it we're giving we it another go though <laughs> only the only the hardcore fans are left at this point um, oh god i didn't know what it was Go ahead. Thank you, but do the next. <laughs> by the way, net, we say it. We have the. We put the title card up at the end of uh, every episode. When our next hangover time is. Yeah. So just mark your calendars. It's next Tuesday against the Pistons. So I never time. say what our next show is, even though never I know when the next show. Is. Never no, do. Don't. Yeah, I'm no, not good at promotion, man. I just okay. come in here. Just off the top of the dome, figure it out. We go for like an hour for some strange reason. I had to beg for the link for me to even come on. Nah, this we're like, bro, I terrible. I forgot. I don't do I'm so unorganized. Anyway, are you <laughs> come on? Hard 30. Saying, Let's go. Hey, yeah, yeah, hard 30 times three. Supposed to be a hard 30 tonight. Shit. <laughs> anyway, Moose, how are you doing, man? Like, how's everything going? <laughs> you know, I mean, anyway, our new segment, Bronze Book Report. How's anybody doing, really? One of him on the, the writing in the spandex reading. You're not <laughs> reading on the bike, LeBron. The reading rainbow is what gets me. I love he should have been in that Suns montage. I don't know what y'all talking about. Yes. Fantastic. Hello, oh, what's up? Sorry. What's up, Bron? How you doing? Yeah, yeah. No, no, how's your, how, how's your season up? going? You guys don't read on the exercise bike? I like to read on the exercise, no, exercise bike. I don't. And, you read the table of contents. Six songs. I don't know the 38 words special too. lyrics. I like to sing songs I don't know the words to yet. <laughs> so, uh, what do you what are you brewing for us uh, today, Bron? Well, uh, the 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 new book that I've been reading uh, digitally um, is <laughs> that's a it, tough word. That's a tough word. That's a tough word. A book by Muggsy Bogues. I, yeah, uh, called Charlotte's Web. Um, <laughs> man. <laughs> This book, this book has everything. That was a good setup. There's Larry Johnson, Miles Bridges, um, LaBello Ball. Um, it's about this pig, right? And then, uh, and then James Cromwell. James Cromwell comes in. He's like, Michael Jordan bought the team. And then. <laughs> Long ass book. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's like it's, it's long though. Oh. It's long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no pictures. No pictures. Don't let the cover fool y'all. Don't let the cover fool. What happened to no the pig? Um, it, it went to the market. <laughs> and then, uh, All right. Then you can tell Charlotte out. that pig has no culture. Another look, look how fat that pig is. And then one of them got a DUI, I believe. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah Montrez. Did you, um, did you get a little emotional at that point? No, I did. Yeah, because um, and then because there was a spider. That, it was, I think it was Toby Maguire. Um, and then he was spelling, he was he was spelling <laughs> the words out, man. And um, yeah, um, he was spelling the words <laughs> out. And then he um, he, he, he the, the the spider Toby he passed away. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. Cause Doctor Strange, he um, he made several. Points. All right. 
and then the timeline shifted, and then yeah, Toby Maguire got stabbed by the Green Goblin. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.